When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time for the weekly recruiting breakdown. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by CJ Vogel of On Texas Football. CJ, how you doing today? Good. It's a great day. We can finally focus 100% on the offseason and moving things forward. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look at this, and we're going to talk recruiting today. Uh, the Longhorns signed 23 high school prospects, 18 of which enroll on January 14th. Uh, so they've got 18 guys coming in. They've got three through the portal as of as we speak right now. Uh, there could be more on the way. We're going to talk about those in this recruiting breakdown as well. Uh, uh, but I want to start with what they have left on the cupboard or in, the, in, in store for the rest of this 2024 class in high school. Okay. And that focus really, CJ, is on one person. That's Alex Foster out of Greenville, Mississippi. I know other people have made mention of Terry Bussey and all these other guys. But really, it's Alex Foster, uh, the defensive lineman out of Green, Greenville, Mississippi, St. Joseph Academy, uh, 6'5", 255. He visited Texas uh, the last weekend before the December signing day. Uh, now he's got a decision coming up before or near the month of February. Texas continues to be involved. He continues to be committed to Baylor, though. Um, uh, and this is what we know at this point in time on Alex Foster. Young man uh, is expected to make a decision sometime in the month of January for February, a final one. Bo Davis, the Texas defensive line coach, is expected to be out in Greenville, Mississippi next week, uh, according to Foster. Uh, Foster said that, that right now he does not have a timeline or anything of the sort that he's looking to, to make a decision by. Uh, and what we're hearing is he's going to continue to talk to Texas. Texas continues to recruit him and continues to want him uh, in this recruiting class. Uh, that would be 24 commitments. Could there be another person out there that Texas unearths when the Texas coaches go out on the road? That's a good question because, CJ, this is really what I was getting at here. There's only one person right now. Texas coaches go on the road next week. Uh, that's when the quiet period ends, and they can actually get out and uh, focus on recruiting again for the class of 2025 primarily. Um as it relates to the class of 2025, we'll talk about that junior day here in a moment. Uh, but first, let's get into the portal. Uh, and I want to talk about Jamari Caldwell, the defensive lineman from the University of Houston. Uh, he is, quote, on the cusp of making a decision between Texas and Oregon. Uh, it is, we do not know if it's uh, leaning heavily to Texas or leaning heavily to Oregon at this point. Some people have conjectured that it is. Uh, Texas had a great visit with him, though. I can't say that. CJ, what do you make of this recruitment for the Longhorns? Well, I think for the Texas side of things, it certainly makes sense to say, hey, there's a big need for you right now, Jamari Caldwell. You, you can walk in to a, a team and a position group that has developed four future NFL linemen in the last two years alone. That is something that you can, you know, without a, a question of a doubt, use if you're Bo Davis and the Texas defensive staff to say, there's a big need for you, and for you to develop and, and get to where you want to be, this is now the place for you as well. It is a win-win for both sides should you know Texas and, and Caldwell 
uh, meet up at the altar. So I think that's very important to think about because Texas has a lot going for it right now. To keep that ball rolling right now on the field, it's going to take good trench play, and that's exactly what Jamar Caldwell is as a prospect, as a player. Uh, Texas needs a guy like him to step in for the departures of, well, now Trell Carter, but Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy as well. Uh, A lot of snaps, a lot of opportunity to be on the field, and obviously, as we talked about, the development factor is something that is going to be at top of the list for just about anybody that is making a portal move right now none doing so better than Bo Davis at the moment. That's interesting. Jamari Caldwell, I mean, look, uh, has a a number of options here, but Texas and Oregon, uh, two heavyweights when it comes to recruiting. Uh, It'd be interesting where he ends up. Uh, Hopefully, Bo Davis's uh, uh, history of uh, of producing defensive linemen uh, plays a key role in this final decision. All right, let's move forward to portal recruiting uh, at wide receiver. But before we do so, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Each and every recruiting breakdown is brought to you by Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders. He is the only insurance agent you need to help keep tags tabs on protection for all of your stuff. Everything from home, car and boat to your motorcycle, RV, even your ATV. Call Texas Allstate agent Mark Saunders office today at 512-218-8571. Are you in good hands with more than 35 years of experience? You will be with Texas alum Mark Saunders. Give him a call. 512-218-8571. Let's move to receiver in the portal, CJ. And I think this is important. A couple of things going on. Texas brought in uh, CJ Daniels over the weekend, the wide receiver out of Liberty. Uh, Texas really liked what they saw, 6'2", 200 pounds, uh, just about. uh, So not a lot of times these guys list at 6'2", 200 and come in at about that height and weight. He also visited Auburn in Florida over the weekend. But he is not the only receiver Texas has been looking at. They're also anticipating an official visit this weekend of Silas Bolden, a wide receiver out of Oregon State, who's more of that jet Xavier Worthy type, whereas Bolden, whereas Daniels might be more of that, I don't know, Adonai Mitchell type. So Bolden is about 5'8", 5'9", buck 75, but absolutely electric, big playability. Uh, and then there was another guy, uh, two other guys, Lejante Wester uh, out of Florida Atlantic. Wester just committed to Colorado, so you can scratch him off the list. And Dorian Singer, who's in the transfer portal from uh, USC, he uh, is looking around. He was originally at Arizona and had a 1,000-yard receiving campaign in 2022, went to USC and did not perform as well there for whatever reason uh, in Lincoln Riley's offense. Uh, CJ, what do you think of these guys that Texas is looking at, uh, especially Silas Bolden and and CJ Daniels? They're very, very different receivers, uh, but they have some common themes. Yeah, I think above anything else, the common themes is production and ability to make plays with the ball in their hands. And that's, you know, exactly what Texas has been looking for. That's what Texas wanted when Matthew Golden hopped in the portal. That's why there was such a, a quick, direct approach to him. Once he entered his name in the portal from Houston, Texas is looking for, you know, a a replacement really for, you know, three or four guys who made a big name at Texas by catching footballs, by putting stats on the field, production uh, on tape, whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's exactly what Texas is, is lacking from a year ago, or I guess is what departed 
just out the door a few days ago, really. Um, so Texas is looking for those guys that they know and they can trust right away to come in, make plays, learn the system, and be a big part of the offense rather than a developmental uh, few in, year in, year out, kind of we'll wait and see what we have down the road. They have plenty of that. You know, you talk about DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblett, obviously the four guys coming in on the freshman class as well. The young guys are stockpiling right now. Texas needs a guy that they can trust in to uh, to to be that you know that wide receiver one or even wide receiver two for 2024. That is important. That is imperative for Quinn Ewers' de- continued development and obviously the success of the offense as Texas moves into the SEC. Where else do you think Texas might look in the portal right now? Tight end makes sense. You know, when you consider the departure of Jatavian Sanders, it it's obviously been a position that Texas and that we have talked about on, on Coffee and Football and throughout the on Texas football channel that tight end, uh, whether it be Holden Stays or Ben Yurisich out of uh, uh, out of Stanford, there is a spot right there for Texas to go get another body, another guy who has production on the field and has a lot of meaningful snaps to stand by Gunnar Helm. Otherwise, that position is a bit up in the air of – who kind of takes that leap? I know Sarkeesian likes that 12 personnel uh, grouping. Right now, I'm not sure there's another guy, aside from a Malik Agbo, who limits you vertically down the field that Texas trusts to throw on the field uh, if the season were to start tomorrow. I, I'm looking at it, too, and I feel like tight end is definitely one. What, what do you make a linebacker if David Benda – we believe he's going to announce his return here soon. Um, but – if, if David Bendick doesn't come back, what do you think about a guy like Kendrick Blackshire who played a little bit for Alabama uh, as a junior and, se- and senior, but uh, the Duncanville native uh, could be a bounce back to Texas? It would be interesting, uh, you know, because we've seen several years of game time from Kendrick Blackshire. We've not seen a lot of production from him. Uh, 26 tackles this year, three of which came against Texas. He has a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Most of those numbers came from special teams. You know, if you're going to go get a, a, a linebacker, I, I'm not sure if you're really looking for a guy who's been a predominant special teamer. You know, uh, I, I think there's a lot of common traits and characteristics from a, a, a game, you know, kind of style approach from Kendrick Blackshire to uh, David Benda. I think what you get from him is a athletic kind of firm body that is able to come fit the run, but it's not great in pass in the passing game, pass coverage. That's what made Jalen Ford so special. That's what's uh, kind of catching on right now for Anthony Hill as well. Kendrick Blackshear to me is just kind of a bigger body than what David Benda is. So I'm a little surprised by it, but I, I'm sure you see this a little bit of a different way. What What do you? Well, expect? I, I think that I think that they may need some depth at linebacker that are older to match with Anthony Hill uh, if David Benda goes pro, because then Maurice Blackwell is the only other upperclassman really that's seen any action. Uh, so I understand it. Uh, the key one though for me will be defensive back. If Jade Barron does choose to go pro, CJ, it could be a, a an issue for the Longhorns in my opinion. Uh, because then they might need to take another DB that, again, has some starting experience, uh, because otherwise they're going to be relatively inexperienced at certain positions next year. Uh, if Barron do- does come back, I think they don't. I think they sit tight in the secondary in the portal. All right, uh, let's move forward to 2025. You and I uh, have talked about this a lot. Uh, the first junior day will take place January 20th. But actually, there's going to be a couple of visitors or at least one visitor 
this coming weekend, and that's K.J. Lacey, the quarterback commitment out of Saraland in the Mobile area, who says that Auburn, A&M, Alabama, Tech, uh, and uh, others, are Oregon, are still recruiting him despite his pledge to Texas. But Lacey not only visiting this coming weekend in Austin, but two weeks from now as well with his high school teammate, Ryan Williams. It's big. I know Texas wanted to get K.J. Lacey on campus uh, by himself so they could really, you know, start instilling why they view him and kind of fend off uh, the Auburn push as much as they could. That was kind of the big uh, approach to getting him on campus alone uh, early on into this uh, 2025 cycle. Obviously, it's going to help having him on campus later on during the official visit of, of Sarah Land teammate and five-star 2024 reclassified wide receiver Ryan Williams. That's going to help. But in the sense of holding on to the recruitment of K.J. Lacey, getting that extra one-on-one time with the Texas staff and Steve Sarkeesian is imperative. It is very important. Uh, Auburn is clearly making a big push, as are you know a number of other schools that you just mentioned. So uh, a lot of voices in his ears, a lot of people tugging on the recruitment strings and everything that go along the lines of that. So for Texas to get him into the city, around the university, and on campus twice over the next month, very important to get him some alone time with the staff. In my eyes, even more important. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Got it. All right. Uh, We did talk about those January 20th unofficial visitors, the first junior day uh, for the University of Texas this year. A couple of the guys scheduled to be there. Tiger Ridden, the running back out of DeSoto. Uh, Jordan Davison is debating between Texas and Ohio State for a visit. That's the running back out of Santa Ana Mater Day that – we feel the shard choice is kind of soft circled uh, as uh, one of the priorities of the campaign. Uh, then at wide receiver, it's an interesting group. Kelshawn Johnson out of Hitchcock has been given a lot of a play lately in, in notoriety to no kinds, a manual choice, uh, big, big receivers there. Ja'Cory Watson, Jaden Perez, uh, Nick Townsend, a tight end out of DeCaney potentially. Uh, you look at the offensive and defensive line, that's probably where the most numbers are at this point. I count eight offensive linemen at least scheduled for unofficial visits uh, for the January 20th weekend. Uh, On the defensive line, I count eight as well. Two edges, six defensive tackles at this point. Uh, Probably led by, I I would say, Zion Williams, defensive tackle out of Lufkin. Uh, Any updates on on some of these juniors that Texas is getting ready to have on campus in the next uh, week and a half or so, CJ? I know there's been some talk about five-star Jonah Williams making it to town. He told me that there's a possibility he makes it to Austin. Uh, that's kind of still, you know, up for debate. He'll know, you know, obviously in the next week or so whether or not he does, in fact, make it to Austin. But t- that's a recruitment right there where you talk about a loaded group at, you know, in the defensive back, the, the linebacking group for the 2025 class. He's a guy that can do it all. He's one of the best athletes in the entire country. Obviously a two-sports star down there in Galveston. He's a big one. Uh, and then, obviously, you touched on the offensive linemen as well. I'm a big fan of uh, Lamont Rogers, Michael Fasusi, uh, Garcia out of Denton Ryan as well. That's some really good talent, and it's a, a deep in-state 
offensive line class, which doesn't need or necessarily force the hand of Texas to go nationally despite having the option. So uh, it, it really is the best of both worlds there for Texas to take care of the backyard and still have the option to go pick and choose from wherever they, they feel necessary, you know, outside the state lines. You mentioned Marcus Garcia. Uh, the, he's a – this past year is his first year as an offensive lineman. Listen to what he did, though. His, his best sport may not even be football. He threw the discus 180. Ooh. He's already been on an official vi- or a visit to Texas A&M just for throwing the discus. Look at that. So, I mean, he's he's legit. That's one. Uh, here's a name to keep in mind, okay, that I, I want you to kind of circle. Uh, and, folks, it's an offensive lineman out of San Francisco that has some, some, uh, some uh, ties to Kyle Flood, uh, big-time player, John Mills. Uh, keep that name in mind as he comes in on – uh, the January 20th weekend. Uh, also, uh, the other one that I want to mention, you, you talk, we talked about Riley Pettijohn. That was another one. Uh, he was a teammate of, of Xavier Filsamy up at McKinney at linebacker. One of the best players in the state, regardless of position, in my opinion, is another linebacker, and that's Bo Barnes. And he's and Elijah Bo Barnes out of Dallas Skyline. He's also expected to be in that weekend. Uh, tell us a little bit about him, and I, I know you know him a little bit uh, there, CJ. Oh. I mean, both of them are exciting for Bo Barnes specifically. It's, you know, kind of the speed and range that he brings to the table with the combination of going to go hit somebody. And, you know, you talk about, you know, lengthy, rangy linebackers and the, the, the current day of, of college football, you got to have them. And, and both guys, in my eyes, are, are, are guys that fit, fill that need, uh, fit that description of what you want as an SEC linebacker. Uh, man, it. I like Elijah Bo Barnes a lot. I'm, I, I like the tape because there's versatility to it, you know, and I, I think it's not necessarily always a one-trick pony when you kind of start talking about, you know, some of the the inner city schools. There's kind of a, a reputation that there's a, a lot of, you know, kind of veer and shoot, not necessarily, but a lot of running the football in a style of that that matter. That he can cover. Let, let, let it be known. He can cover. And so I, I'm a big fan of his and, and, and the way that he can uh, uh, diversify his approach to the football game, if that makes sense there. Yeah, I, I want to say one other thing. Bringing in four corners, Texas taking a little bit different approach at secondary. They look like they're looking for more cover guys right now than just uh, enforcers in the secondary. Not that they don't want the physicality, uh, but something to keep in, in, in uh, mind. I do have one other comment I want to make. Uh, first, I want to say thank you one last time to our sponsor. That's Mark Saunders, uh, the Texas All-State agent. Uh, he is he is who you need to talk talk to if you want to get, get protection on all your stuff, everything from home, car, boat, to your motorcycle, RV, and ATV. Call Texas All-State agent Mark Saunders. Office today, 512-218-8571. Are you in good hands? With over 35 years of experience, you will be with Texas alum, Mark Saunders, that's 512-218-8571. All right, CJ, we talked a little bit about this uh, this recruiting class that's upcoming this tw- January 20th. Do you think there's going to be any commitments out of this group? Do you think Steve Sarkeesian will kind of roll into this? What are your thoughts? It's not been a, a, a common theme for Texas to take a lot of commitments this early in the cycle during Sarkeesian's tenure, but there's also not been a season in which Texas is coming off of 
a top three finish in the entire country, uh, an appearance in the college football playoff, and everything seemingly moving in the right direction momentum-wise. So I could certainly see it kind of stray from the the norm. You know, Texas already has four commitments in the 2025 cycle, only one of which inside the state lines of, 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 of Texas. So it would make sense. I could see something popping. I could see recruits trying to join the class uh, and, and Texas kind of having that decision now of, we'll take it or we'll wait, whatever that might be. There's a lot of that that goes into uh, committing to a school, obviously, as we know. But right now, I could certainly see Texas gaining, a, a, you know, a, a, an addition to the 2025 uh, class in just over 11 days. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think that they're going to find whether it's one or two. I don't know. Uh, but Texas is just such a hot commodity right now. There's going to be some dominoes uh, on uh, January 20th. All right, all right, that's going to do it uh, for today's recruiting breakdown. Appreciate you, CJ. Appreciate our sponsor, Mark Saunders. Uh, for CJ Vogel, I'm Bobby Burton. We'll be back if there's any movement on Jamari Caldwell, uh, a guy like CJ Daniels, Jade Barron, if he makes his announcement as well. Uh, stay tuned to On Texas Football. For CJ Vogel, I'm Bobby. Y'all have a good one. Hook them.